0: It is, ladies and gents, ready to rock and roll on another episode of the Business Bros. And we're going to be talking about automations. Let's get your business rocking and rolling so that you don't have to do all the busy work. You just do the work that makes you the money. Let's get rolling. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Look, a business can give you everything you want in life. Prestige, wealth, freedom. It can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It could be advice, critiques, tips, feedback or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you and welcome to another episode of Business All right, ladies and gents, talk about a bold statement double your profits in six months or we work for free that's the promise that today's guest is making and they're so confident in the results that business automations can have that they're willing to put their money where their mouth is so let's get ready to talk automations and marketing client interaction and get you the results that you want let's welcome to the show from bestimate mr pace Ellsworth. I told you man we were going to have some fun. Welcome to the show.
1: That's awesome. It's like it's like it's like eating a green mushroom. It's like extra life.
0: <laughs> so good. Got it yeah. right there dude. There you go. Extra life rocket and roll
1: it. Really nice. Um yeah, no. We're even talking about reducing that 6 months down to like 15 weeks. Cutting it in half holy holy because it's just it's just so easy to identify things when you just face the music you like look at what's wrong with your business and then let's talk about that for a second
0: man because because look automations have made my life easier as far as this podcast is concerned Uh, systems and automations have made our insurance agency run so much smoother where we have less to to actually do on a day-to-day basis and more to monitor and kind of focus on growing the business. Like when you sit down with a company and, you know, they're they're having a conversation, I'm imagining you got to ask some tough questions that they probably don't want to answer. Before we get into the questions, though, I'm going to ask you one. How would you get into this space, man? Why
1: automations? Well, so I started, you know, I started getting into website building like 10 years ago, started coding, launched an app that was for fintech back when crypto was like starting to get big and then it crashed in 2018. That app just like disappeared. Hmm. I've been wanting to bring it back, but I'm like, I can't bring it back. I can't go B2C yet until I can do it bootstrap profitably. And I, and I know my territory super well. So I leaned harder on doing the, the website marketing, learning the coding, and then teaching coding. I taught at a, at a coding school for three years. Uh, it was Lambda turned Bloom, Bloom Tech. They, they were one of the bigger ones. And then uh, started my own dev agency, just working with clients on building websites, building apps and automating things and doing databases. So that's how it got my start and started that like the week after the pandemic started in February, 2020. And it's just grown a lot since then.
0: Oh man. Perfect timing. Anybody who is uh, in business needed to put automations in place, needed to put things in place because people were just not going to go to work. I saw a lot of shifts in a lot of businesses move away from people centric to AI centric. Like what can I do to automate my process um, I'm a big fan of Go High Level for that very reason, for a lot of some of the automations that we put in place for for just this show, text message reminders, emails, uh, all kinds of stuff like that. Um, w- when you build automations, are you starting from scratch or are you using uh, programs like that?
1: Yeah, it's w- sometimes we're using the ones that everybody's starting to hear about and use when they're doing automation. So Make and Zapier are the biggest ones and then lots of other systems just have native integrations now, Airtable, ClickUp and Asana and Monday and those, Trello and those kinds work well with other systems. WordPress has a lot of good stuff. Uh, Ghost is up and coming, you know, a, a competitor to WordPress. Those just website to website APIs that are pre-built are cool, but our domain is typically custom. So we talk with the we talk with the the business owner, the founder and we're really looking for what is your unique blockage? Like what, is, what are you dealing with? That's why we call our product tech therapy because we wanna to talk to them and be like, where is your business stressing you out and where can we make it change? So, so we just look at fundamentals, start out with a survey and like 30 different numbers. What's your recent revenue? What's your return on ad spend, your cost per lead, and then some more operational stuff. How many hours are you spending in the business? What's your exit strategy? How many calls per week do you do things like that and then we we know without them having to kind of think about how to fix their business we do the thinking for them we just do we just have them sit sit back on the couch and we just take notes just and 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 then just uh you know we create a plan for them
0: i feel like uh here's here's what i found in in our insurance agency so one of my partners i mean he's been insurance for like 25 30 years like expert when it comes to insurance any problem I have, I could go to and be like, Joe, dude, this is going on. He's like, I got you. It's this person or reach out here or do this there. The problem is how do I replicate that person, right? Everything is right here from ear to ear inside his head. If something were to happen to him, if he were to leave the company or worse, you know, pass away, something like that, there goes all the knowledge base. How do I get that out of their head? I mean, what You know, when you're asking questions and sitting down, what is the stuff that you're really focusing your attention on that a business owner should be like asking themselves just to kind of map out their process?
1: Well, really, what people don't even think about because it's all filler for them. It's really not front of mind. It's the automatic stuff that that's already automatic in their brains and they do it automatically when they're working. They're the daily distractions that like if you're trying to cut a path through the jungle. You just need a machete to cut down all of the stuff in the way you're never going to remember that leaf like you're just you just need to get it out of the way so all of the daily distractions that people are doing when they're just emailing people calling people sending out a form thinking about oh crap i really need to invoice that person like that's something that i struggle with too it's like i shoot i've got seven invoices i have to write and so your business is struggling because you're just simply not doing the basics you just automate away the basics just focus on the boring stuff first, and then that gives you all the time in the world, and the proof that we can prove to them that we've that we can solve the things that they hate doing. Then their business becomes something that they love. They're spending half as much time doing it. They have twice as much time to do the stuff that's that pays them five hundred an hour, a thousand an hour to do. And then everything just works better. And then then they have all these ideas. Oh, can you build this? this web app for me can you build this mobile app for me can you can you build a client portal can you build me a dashboard all of those things just come uh super easy when when they're scaling easily because they have all of the they have all of the underbrush just cleared away
0: yeah man some of that stuff sucks and and you i mean even even the invoicing part uh setting up paid pages or setting up uh, automated you know, uh invoices forms. that go out quarterly yeah. or whatever it is like having that stuff like set it and forget it is really nice for a business owner just to have to focus on, on exactly what they're doing. So what is the, what is something like this going to run? I mean, that's probably the biggest fear of a small business owner, right? First of all, it's technology. They don't understand, right? This is why they're coming to you. And then second, I mean, how do I calculate that return on investment? If I'm really getting returned on time,
1: yeah, we like to put it in perspective of what would you pay a full time person and say this is just going to be less than that. we <laughs> we normally try to work with people in the range of like 3000 to 7000 a month, which is the way we say it, that's less than one full time person in the US today. So you're looking for a, like a C level executive person, but it's going to cost you half that and then even further down, we could say. Go through this form first. Just answer all of these like stats about your business because they're just going to tell you what's wrong, and you don't even know what's wrong with your business. Just, just we'll give you the numbers that you need to know what's wrong with. And then we could start from something much, much more easy. Like we could start from fifteen hundred to three thousand a month, just to, just to decide this is, this is all of the time we're going to be spending to building you, uh, you know, a more automated sales funnel or a dashboard or a website or just taking it taking it step by step but we're there with you and we kind of handhold you through it
0: so doubling profits in 6 months uh how does how does that exactly work right i mean it's one thing to save me uh revenue as far as what i'm paying I, in employee costs for somebody to handle some of this re- regular stuff but to double my profit margins in a month i mean in 6 months like that's a different step so what what
1: does that entail what, what, what's funny is people don't typically think about profits, particularly small businesses and entrepreneurs. They don't think about the profits at all because they're just paying themselves. They're just using their business as a bank account and they're just paying mm-hmm. themselves whatever they have at the end of the month. Right. So they, first of all, they're not even tracking it. They don't even know what 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 they're getting in profits and just realizing that you don't have to double your revenue to double your profits. Your profit margin is typically 5 percent, 10 percent, maybe 20 percent. If you could double that, you only need to increase your revenue by 5%, 10%, maybe 20. And so that's a big deal. And you only need a slight increase in your lead flow or a slight decrease in your cost. Decrease your cost by 20%. And then you can keep all of the rest of that. That's yours. So it's very easy. Like six, That's why I'm saying six months is like long horizon. We're changing it to 15 weeks because it's like, why, why wait? People want to get the benefit now and they they want to know that it's delivering fast and we can deliver on this fast because typically if we're going to ask you 30 questions, all of these 30 different things that you, that your every single business deals with. And we work a lot with marketing agencies, especially, and that, that includes pretty much anybody that focuses on marketing and, and generating leads for other people or doing marketing like design or branding. And those people are constantly just chasing folks and, and, they often have so many leads and they don't know what to do with them hmm. uh, because they because their leads need things that they don't that they don't provide. So it's really about simplifying their business and just simplifying what they spend their own time on. They'll they'll have they have all the clarity that they need to move forward after that.
0: I feel like there's a lot of education that has to go into place. I mean, you literally described a, an entrepreneur who is not really paying attention to their bottom line, right? And yeah. so when when you're asking these 30 questions, when they're going through it. How much of your time, um, I'm assuming when this is the onboarding process, goes into the education aspect of it for their own business to show them like, hey man, like this is actually where your business is net, net uh, is yeah. for this particular month. This is what your expenses are. This is what we're going to remove as, as yeah. an expense and this is what we're going to bring in.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, most of these things, we try to do it without increasing their expenses. Really, it's decreasing because- Another thing that happens a lot, especially with businesses that start hiring people and they get to that like five to 50 employee level, anytime there's something wrong in their business, they go get another subscription. And then they're paying another five to $50 per user for everybody on their team for another Trello or Monday. And they're using five different systems that all do the same thing. And and so it's like, what if you just had one system that was perfect? Like that might save you actually quite a bit of money. Um And and the questions they're actually not that tough. I mean, customer lifetime value is a relatively simple concept once you know what that means. Uh, Whether you know or not, you're using a task management system is a general idea. So that's just a yes or no question. So we really just want them to have a really good perspective on what they have, that asset that they live by, and and then it it kind of tells, it kind of self educates them. Just knowing what these terms are, what they want to do first in their business. And then we just focus on that. Let's
0: talk about implementation time. Because I've, I've been in the insurance space for a while, and sometimes we switch management systems, right? The management system is oh, yeah. something that we, we are we kind of outgrow. We need something different because our organization is growing. And the hassle of having to take everything from one software, implementing it and rolling it over to another software, then you're kind of running dual softwares to make sure everything is going, you know, according to the to plan. Uh, talk to me about the implementation process and the time frame for developing these uh, these processes and procedures for these companies.
1: Yeah, that's why we really prefer um, the approach that most people are taking, where they they do something with Zapier. So they're they're focusing more on just integrating the systems that they have, as opposed to starting something brand new. And if we're talking about doing anything brand new, it's like what can we do that Zapier doesn't? Mm-hmm. It's some custom thing that's just uh, like a small a small tool, a, a website that does one thing, uh, just just to set up forms like for a payment portal or e signature or or whatever, especially in the insurance industry and in real estate, we work a lot with real estate folk. Um, there's just so much, so much paperwork. Um, and thankfully, the pandemic opened everybody's eyes to like, fine, digital everything is fine. Uh, but they need to implement those things so they're not just they're not just sending people the scanned, you know, the the ten times scanned document, you know, that's hard to read and they can't, and they have to print it out and then put their information in. So really we we prefer instead of telling people let's switch over to whatever system we have let's just let's just focus on what's wrong and just make tiny changes because if you make a 1% change every day then that compounds and you're going to be 32x in your business in a year so that's yeah. a big deal like you really don't have to make huge changes just think about making 1% changes every day
0: you know, an entrepreneur, especially like myself, has a million ideas at a time. And I had this experience where I was like, you know, first getting into real estate, I was like, you know what, I'm going to create my own my my own app. And so I bring on you know, a developer to bring on to, to help me write an app. And they're like, hey, uh, so what do you want to do with it? I'm like, I think we should do this. And then as I'm describing that, I'm like, oh, it'd be cool to do this. Oh, it'd be awesome to do this. Became like this huge money pit, and I never actually got anything that was functional. I didn't narrow in my focus into like, let's get this one thing squared away. Uh, I'm sure you're going to deal with entrepreneurs who are visionaries like that, have a bunch of ideas. How do you narrow them down?
1: Uh, Gosh, it's tough because we've actually built so many mobile apps too and custom website projects for folks. And we run into that all the time. It's It's this thing that in development world we call scope creep. Because the scope is the, is the plan for how long the project is going to take and all of the things you need to get done in the project. The creep is where you, you make one change and that gives you an idea for a bunch of other, other changes, or you make one change and that breaks all the other things. So it really is like, what is the one thing that you want this software to do first? The one problem it's going to solve. And you just got to continuously remind uh, everybody has to hold each other accountable to reduce the variables to nothing and just say what is the the only thing that we can do in here to start and get into the market. Once it's in the market, the market's going to dictate for you how to prioritize all the rest of that stuff because that's the wisdom of the crowds.
0: You mentioned that you work with marketing agencies and that's one of the things that kind of business-wise fell in my lap as we started doing this podcast um what are some of the things that you when you work with with these marketing agencies you talked about the lead uh the leads that kind of just sit there um walk me through like a marketing agency and what automations they should have in place
1: so what usually the leads that are sitting there are, are they have these clients that they've been doing branding or ad campaigns or or you know social media management for them and they need something else they need a change done on their website and that's out of their scope of services they need they need um, they need something else you know something bigger uh, or something maybe just offline and that's out, outside their scope. So it's like identifying where you can get additional value by working with another partner like us we can take we can we can unblock those clients that they can't move forward with more marketing services until they have some development work done. And then, and then, just uh, in terms of other things that they need to get done themselves, general business stuff. I mean, so many of these marketing agencies basically their website is just a business card, mm-hmm. and it's not really it's it's not really serving you know asking their clients what they need to get done. Uh, you know, their payment forms and their onboarding processes and a client portal where they can deliver the secure assets that they're that they're producing or a task management system that's in, that's you know tied into that so that they know when those assets are gonna be done. So there's a lot that can be done and it, it really comes down to the individual agent because some of them are focused on social media, others on ads, others on brand, and uh, there's so much to it.
0: Web 3.0 is right around the corner. I mean, it's technically already here. We're just kind of fixing things up. Uh, as technology changes, as software gets uh, even better with AI, like, where do you see your your business kind of shifting towards? Like, where is it today, and where do you see it going here in the near future?
1: I'm I'm really heartened by the by the amount of innovation in the investing space, like especially specifically in like the the fractional investing in real assets. So, the real estate market has gone crazy, and there are other types of assets that, that have some pretty good stuff there too but a lot of the power in web3 is just in identity you know protection and and making sure the um that there's just the financial accounts that are involved they don't have to be crypto wallets with crypto balances but they're just validating the pathways and confirming that everything is correct that the formulas that are that are working are working so I think that's that's where a lot of the the strength is is building systems that are completely and fully automatic especially when you get into you know DAO type type setups where all of the decision making is done by the members you're recreating in a just 10 times more efficient way what has already existed in mutual companies for a long long time and so it's 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 heartening that it's finally like web3 is finally bringing what you know what was Blockchain, then, then crypto, then DeFi. Now Web3 is really taking it to the place where it, it, it's coming full circle and tying in with big business uh, and, and with government pro- programs. And that's really where it needs to be. Uh, and, and the faster we get there, the faster they actually make consumer applications with, um, with big business and government. That's, that's where things are going to actually change society.
0: And hopefully they remain decentralized uh, versus uh, everybody else taking control.
1: Aspects of them can, you know, as far as where the, where the user gets choices where they're currently allowed to get choices or give them choices where they're not prohibited currently, then that's, that's where the decentralization can live.
0: And hopefully we can start playing some games in, the, in, in a, maybe not necessarily a virtual reality, but an augmented reality. I mean, Free Guy looked like a really cool movie. If that became a reality, that'd be super dope. Yeah. all right um when should when should a client reach out to you like what what does the situation look like for a small business um where they can literally say okay yes this is the time for me to reach out and get some stuff
1: automated basically what would happen a lot is if they're if they're a founder like me Um, they are distracted and they get distracted by everything and, you know, they constantly have, they're chasing some other new idea or something. And, and they know that they've tried to start hiring people. Maybe they've got a small team, but now it's at the point where they can't scale their business, uh, because every new person that they hire costs them just as much to, to have on their team, uh, because their system is now too complicated. And it takes them, it takes time away from money producing activities to train them. And so they need to automate the training. They need to automate the onboarding. They need to automate their, their sales funnel and their payments and their, and their payroll and all of that. So it's, it, it becomes a necessity by the time a business hits like 50 employees, but it, it becomes uh, apparent when, by the time they hit five. So like anything in that range. Uh, or even less, even if, you, if you're if you just targeting that and you know that's near on the horizon, you really need to have a full picture of your business and start focusing on the fundamentals. Uh, so you just need to talk with us and get started on those fundamentals.
0: What is that sales process like? So if we have somebody who's like, dude, that's me. That I'm totally distracted all the time by all these other things. I'm, I need to get some of my time back. Some of this stuff needs to be automated. They reach out to you. What's that process like?
1: So what we're toying with, and this is something that was like we literally dreamed this up yesterday, because some people don't want to commit to a multi-month, you know, three thousand a month. That's a big commitment. So, and they need to know what they need to fix first. That's like crucial to this process. So, so we're thinking like five ninety-seven one time. We're just gonna send you the form, and then we're gonna meet with you to go through it with you. And then you get all of the perspective in the world about where your business is and where it can go, and it writes the it writes the roadmap for us. And then you can decide whether to continue or not.
0: That's not bad. So five ninety seven to figure out where my problems are. I mean, you're gonna yeah. pay more than that when you go to therapy. Sheesh,
1: right? Yeah. yeah. No, seriously. Like if you if you, you're you you can not work with you can't work, with, <laughs> you can't work yeah. with a therapist for just once. You have to really dig in and uh and so you know we don't want to we don't want to make this take 15 weeks just to figure out what's wrong we'd like that to get done in like an hour and a half uh so you know we try to make it as easy as possible
0: and that's the like you said that's the bulk of the work right and yes we've done 134 or sorry 1034 episodes i mean it's been uh it's been chaotic but part of what makes that possible part of what makes it like the ability for us to do an episode every day are some of these automations that we're literally talking about with pace like pace i mean dude when you when talk to me about the end result so you you found somebody you know a customer comes in they're like yes i need to figure this out they go through the whole roadmap. you map it out you implement some stuff what do they tell you afterwards what's that feeling like for that business owner once these things are put in
1: place it's a euphoria. I mean, how do you feel like when you get something done that you've been working towards for years and it's done and you get to have that party or you get to have that vacation. Like they get doses of that every day from that point forward because because now their business isn't sucking their blood. It's it's giving them blood and it's like it's really it's really just uh, an asset to them. I mean the end goal where i want to take this is like retirement plans for entrepreneurs because Mm. that doesn't happen you're you're there's no there's no goal the goal is live for the next few weeks you know or like maybe do i need to get a a loan to survive you know like that shouldn't be the goal the goal should be profit first and the goal should be take care of yourself and take care of your mind (laughs) and your heart you know because that's that's really what we give people is the peace of mind and the that's path. yeah
0: that's super huge an exit strategy literally yeah. how do you walk away from your business you didn't create a business so you have a full-time job you could have had that already at your nine to five you yeah. started a business so that you could walk away and have that extra time but the only way that happens is if the work still gets done the, yeah. I, I love the, the you know we have the saying the you know the number one rule in business is to be of service to others, but your business's rule is to make a profit. If your business is not yeah. making a profit, you're not a business. You're a charity, and that's a completely different ball game. Don't get me wrong; it's great to do that too, but it's not necessarily a business.
1: Well, it's your is people too, and it's like they've got to eat; they 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 can't starve, and your business can't starve, and you can't starve. So it's like just do some. You you made the business either because you were really good at something and it was just a, a nice way that you could make a living, or you were really trying to change the world in some way, make a positive impact, and w- you're not gonna be around forever. So like, how can you keep that positive impact going? It's your
0: legacy, right? Yeah. Like at the end of the day, you are going to die. But there is no reason why your your company has to go with you. It could continue perpetually going forward, where you are providing for your kids and your grandkids and your employees and their families. Like it's something that you can definitely leave behind. That continues to have your legacy going forward. I don't know, man. Like, I always think of big names, right? Michael Jackson has been dead for, I don't know, 20 years now or something like that. 15 years, I don't even remember. But the legacy continues because his music lives on. Like, we don't always have the same talents to have our music live on, but we can create those entities that continue to service the public and those things can continue to live on.
1: Yeah, and what's urgent is like 75% of businesses are owned by baby boomers and so Mm -hmm. all of those need to change hands or die in the next 20 years all those businesses every single one so how is that going to happen if you don't put a plan in place it's not like a house where if you leave it it's still there if you stop working your business it's not going to be worth anything but if you Mm -hmm. automate it then it's worth 10 times as much because it turns from a service business into a tech tech company
0: Oh, I mean, dude, there are so many what we would call That's boring, yeah, yeah, boring businesses out there that are just going to go away because the person is going to retire. You can get this this boring business at a huge discount. Bring somebody in like Pace and bestestimate.tech to come in, automate the process. And then bring people to operate the system that you have in place and develop some nice cash flow from a boring business. Sounds like a genius move to me. A pace, dude, if somebody wants to reach out to you, wants to work with you, wants to automate their stuff, how can they do that?
1: Go to bestmit.tech. There's a live chat button on there, or you can reach out to me. I'm all over social media at paceme, P A C E M E. And then our company is Bestmit Tech. Perfect, man. What about email? Pace at bestimate.tech.
0: Perfect, dude. All right, man. Look, ladies and gents, that's really what it comes down to. Dude, best estimate, like like best estimate, right? I love the play yep. on words, by the way. Yep. Bestimate.tech. Technology is here. Stop being afraid of it. It's not going anywhere. It's going to be integrated more and more and more into what you do. So you might as well bring it on board as an ally rather than looking at it as a villain and make it part of your team. Turn your hardworking business into some easy step-by-step automations. Reach out to Pace over at bestment.tech. Go to the website, hop on the automated chat start getting an experience of what a business runs like when it runs efficiently and reach out best one more time. Pace, thank you very much for being on the program today. I got one more question for you, man. Uh, you've been on different shows promoting your product. What was your experience like on the business bros?
1: The absolute best one yet. <laughs> Honest, honestly, like, super, super solid just the, just the automatic intros and just, and and not just one, but like three, <laughs> it was fantastic. Like the, just the experience. And I just feel, I just feel loved. That's it.
0: Ladies and gents, look, it's all about making your customers feel good and nothing says awesome like when you acknowledge your people so set them up with certain things that just are automatically done in your business those automations put them in place they give your customer a great experience so that they can come back to you over and over and over again one more time and i'll scroll it across the bottom best uh, Tech. Tech. make sure you guys go check it out Pace, thank you very much for being on the program today ladies and gentlemen we'll see you guys on the next one peace